Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rowing Chat. I'm Rebecca Caro. Rowing Chat is the podcast network for rowing. And this is the signature program in which I interview people who are actively involved in the sport of rowing. This week, Rowing Chat is sponsored by the Sarasota Invitational Regatta. It's held on Friday the 22nd through to February the 24th at the Nathan Benderson Park. And event details are available at sarasotainternational.com. They have events for masters, clubs and juniors. Rowing Chat is also sponsored by the World Rowing 2019 Indoor Championships in partnership with Concept2, US Rowing and the Long Beach Rowing Association. This is the second World Rowing Indoor Championships and the inaugural US Rowing Indoor National Championships. They're to be held on February the 24th at the Water Pyramid in Long Beach, California. Now, Concept2 will pay a $400 travel stipend to anyone who meets the time standard for their race in a sanctioned event. Details are on worldrowing.com forward slash events. Now, let me welcome my guests, Julia Bellas and Paul Reynolds. Welcome to Rowing Chat. Thank you. Hi, good morning. Hi. Hello. Paul, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background in rowing. I'm uh, one of the founding members of the Women's Sports Network. Um, my background is I'm an ex-international oarsman. Um, I retired about five years ago. And just before the London Olympics, a group of parents got together and decided that they wanted to do something a bit more for their daughters, get them engaged in sport. So we set up the Women's Sports Network about six or seven years ago. Uh, it started as six parents. Um, it has recently focused on rowing and other sports it, through a concept called empowerment through sport. Uh, but we're now at very much uh, an association of, of, of guys around the world um, working together in principle to get more women more active through this concept of empowerment through sport. Um, I met Julia five years ago through a program run by the Foreign and Commonwealth Office looking at um, gender balance, gender equality in Brazil through sport. Um, we got ourselves in a really lovely position through this Hermojo program, um, which rowing plays a very big part of. Julia, tell us about yourself. I'm a sports journalist here in Brazil, and I live in Sao Paulo now, but I grew up in a community where rowing was a big part of it, and I never practiced it. But, you know, I have friends who did and some friends who still do sometimes. Studied in England for a master's degree in sports journalism at St. Mary's University. So since I returned to Brazil, I've been fighting to achieve gender equality, both in sports media and also in sports practice as well. So that's who I am. Well, welcome to Rowing Chat. Paul, let me kick off with you. What are the Mojo Manuals? Okay, Mojo Manuals are um, not strictly sports coaching manuals, 
uh, they started uh, around a concept, um, a program called Like a Girl, which was looking at why do girls throw like girls. And uh, there's all sorts of reasons why girls throw like girls. Uh, I, working with uh, a lady called Sarah Winkless, who you'll know, um, ran a conference when Sarah spoke very, very eloquently about physical literacy. Uh, and being a rowing bloke, I'd never really heard of that. I just thought about pulling harder. Uh, and Sarah introduced us to the whole concept of physical literacy, which is about moving better, better confidence, better posture, and not just simply kicking harder, pulling harder. And if you've coached girls, particularly in rowing, uh, they're a delight to coach. They want to get it right. They don't want to pull hard, they want to pull well. Uh, so we started looking at the whole concept of physical literacy in rowing terms. And even though I've had you know, great experience, great coaching, great physiotherapy, um, I learned such a lot about how to move a boat simply by thinking about physical literacy. And uh, we then started chatting to various people about how we could um, develop this. And you may uh, remember a lady called Wendy Davis, who was my physio when I was on the national team and a lovely lady. So we got together and started looking at exercise programs to uh, improve posture, improve stability and reduce injury rather than just help girls pull harder. And uh, got very exciting as we started to develop. We met some very clever people around the world who wanted to help us, uh, saying basically there's so much more to, around the issues that girls face in sport, particularly in rowing, um, other than just physical literacy, core strength, postural strength, stability, um, things like body image, things like anxiety, things like breast health. Uh, one of the reasons why girls throw like girls when they're 12 and 13 is because they don't want to open up their chest because they've got boobies coming. Uh, and there's all, a whole range of things that affect girls uh, as, as well as boys, but obviously there are issues which girls have around amenorrhea, around training with periods uh, that boys don't experience. But basically we learnt, I learnt that most coaching is vicarious. Coaches teach kids to pull harder, to throw hard farther, um, because they want them to succeed themselves. And actually, the, the manuals are designed to look at the issues that girls particularly have around movement, around strength, around power, and around the other areas of anxiety, body image, um, uh, clothing, uh, training, hydration, etc., etc. Um, we started with rowing because that's my favorite sport and like so many people you meet, rowing changed my life and I know so many people that can say that. Uh, but we've now moved on to netball, to football, to cricket, to sailing. We've even had approaches from um, the British Motor Racing Association looking at manuals for girls, not just to become better motor racing drivers, but to become stronger and more empowered women through mo motor racing, through cricket. Through, through rugby. Brilliant. And Julia, tell us a little bit about the state of women's sports in Brazil, where you live. How long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's strange because when I lived in England, I saw, especially it was 2015, 2016. So it was post London 2012. So we had a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, initiatives to 
empower sports people, not only sports women, sports girls. But here in Brazil, it's still difficult to find that that rhythm. You know, we have some initiatives here that, in, you know, empower a more humanized journalism in sport or empower sports journalists or sports girls, sports women, but it's still so focused on some parts of Brazil, on the capitals, on the big that we cannot achieve as much. Also, the, the government funding has been cut thoroughly for the, fat, for the past few years. So, especially for young athletes, it's really difficult to find funding to train and it's the sports that where you you have to have equipment you have to have you know more than just yourself to train and to practice and to compete and it's really difficult for girls to start to get coaching to get like real coaching not just start running around and so they stop they just stop practicing and it's a phenomenon that occurs worldwide but also here in brazil it's really strong and it's really difficult to train and to compete and to become an athlete when you don't have the the support totally understand what you're saying which sports are women act, uh, active in in brazil is it just soccer not really actually soccer is quite difficult that there's a lot of prejudice because you know, it's a man's sport and not a girl's sport. Rowing is also really difficult because you you have, you know, you work really hard with your arms and your chest, so girls stop practicing when they when they want to, you know, get when they are getting, you know, through poop through puberty and everything. But at the same time you know, there's always like these girls sports, such as, you know, volleyball, for example, that schools foster more and you start practicing more in school or in clubs. At the same time, you know, you, you could practice everything, but there's still this gender bias. I understand. Now let's move back, Paul, to understanding the row mojo Book. Have you got one there that you can show us? Here we go. This is the English version. Um, we, as you know, we're about to launch our first uh, international language version, which is in Brazilian, hence the conversations today. Um, and the, um, the, the, the getting these into international languages, particularly non-Western languages, uh, is really part of our major strategy once we get these into uh, whether it's rowing or netball or football once we get them into languages we can deliver them into non-western countries we can charge 40 rupee where i think the uh, the digital version of romojo will sell at three real which is about 40p i think uh, we're trying to get the prices into rock bottom prices uh, so that they can be delivered digitally to smart devices to girls almost overcoming local yeah, misogynistic prejudices some of these some of the things in the manuals um certainly in um non-gender aware countries uh are, are quite subversive there's a, a lot of about confidence there's a lot about overcoming anxiety uh, 
there's a lot about postural strength, about um, the fear of failure. You know, one of the things I've learned between boys and girls is that girls have a much greater fear of judgment. Uh, boys don't have that fear of judgment. And you see that in the way they perform in sport. Uh, when boys play football, um, the, the, the only thing on their mind is scoring goals. And they want to score the goal, they want to score the winning goal. Uh, when, so they'll take a risk, they'll take the cannonball shot uh, and they'll try and beat the goalkeeper. When girls play football, they're much keener to pass the ball around. Um, and they not because they know that that's the best way to score goals, because they want to be secure. They don't want to take the risky shot. Uh, they want to um, engage as many of the team as possible and pass that they're much better at passing the ball. And some of that is to do with uh, physical strength, physical literacy, but a lot of it is to do with fear of judgment. And you can start to take those issues into everyday life in the way that boys and girls apply for jobs. Boys tend to apply for jobs they want. Girls often apply for jobs they think they can do very well at. They, they, they question whether they can do the job. They look at the CV, and if they find things they can't do, um, they, um, they put, put the, 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 the job description to one side. Whereas boys will think, well, I can, I can, I can get a friend to help me with that. It's, it's fascinating, the link between what we're discovering in Mojo manuals the empowerment that comes from them uh, and everyday life it's it's uncanny that is fascinating and it certainly echoes a little bit of my own personal experience uh, which <laughs> i found um, now julia you're launching romojo in portuguese brazilian portuguese tell us what you're doing and where people can find it uh paul sent us an email uh, through the WS net network and I was just we hadn't spoken in three years and I was just so excited about it I texted him like right away just saying let me in I want to be in I want to participate and he's working with the Brazil rowing Association to launch the, the rowing manual but also to get in touch with the Brazilian Football Association to start to launch the football manual as well. And we and I've been talking to the Brazilian FA and I've been talking to journalists as well who want to, you know, work and try to help spread the word because it's really important to get it to a lot of, you know, parts of Brazil, not only São Paulo and Rio, the big cities. Exactly right. And so do you have a website, Julia, where people can find it? Uh, yeah, I write for Terra, a website here in Brazil. And I write not only about sports, you know, multitasking journalists and everything. I write about music, a little bit about sports as well and other things, but also I've been working on my Twitter account and trying to talk more about sports because that's what I love to do. That's what I studied for as well. So I might as well just use it. Fabulous. So we will put links to Teha and your Twitter account in the show notes. Good. Paul, tell us a bit more about your aspirations for Romojo in multiple languages. And I think you have a partnership with World Rowing. 
Well, yes, that's uh, that's the, the really exciting thing around the the Romo Joe. Um, I showed this to Anne Marie Phelps, who was chairman of British Rowing uh, for about six years. This was a year ago, uh, it, very much in draft, <clears throat> and um, she was absolutely knocked out by it. Um, and she in fact wrote the foreword to the rowing version. Um, and I think her comments were, um, hang on, this isn't a sports coaching manual. This is a self-help book for girls who want to become stronger and more empowered women, which I thought really summed the whole thing up. Um, she went on to say, actually, this sport is simply a dust cover. You know, the sport is simply uh, a, a, a catalyst to encourage girls to look at the way they can improve confidence, physical literacy, movement skills, posture, etc., etc. Um, through through rowing, through football, um, we were lucky that um, yeah, I picked this up with Wendy. Uh, Amory Phelps got involved. She then introduced us to the FISA guys. Uh, we've been working very closely with Daniela Gomez, who runs marketing at, at FISA. Um, and FISA now give the English version of Romoja away free, um, which is on their website. If you Google Romojo and FISA, just those two words, Romojo, R-O-M, R-O-W-M-O-J-O, and FISA, F-I-S-A, there's a press release, and you scroll down to the bottom of the press release, and there's a free copy uh, of the um, PDF at the bottom of the page. Um, since then, Daniela is an absolute dynamo. Uh, she's introduced us to rowing Canada, rowing Australia, uh, rowing Tasmania, rowing New Zealand. Uh, she's working very hard. She, she introduced us to a guy called Saulo Deboni, who works at uh, Remo Brazil, Rowing Brazil. Uh, and he is also a huge dynamo. He's translated Romojo for us. Uh, he's also translated Football Mojo for us. So rowing, rowing, uh, rowing in Brazil are running the risk of losing Saulo to, to the FA in Brazil, I think. Um, but uh, the, the interest in Canada, in Germany, in France, uh, in getting these manuals translated uh, is huge. Uh, I think Daniela is working on a Russian translation and um, maybe even uh, Sir Steve, who could, uh, who's now head of uh, rowing in China, could get us into uh, Mandarin. Um, but once we have the core documentation, the core manual, it's very easy for us to translate uh, we're not a funded organization. We're still uh, run by six parents who put in a little bit of money each month and, and lots of volunteers. So uh, getting these translated and, and redesigned uh, and re-artworked uh, is quite easy. Uh, we go out to India to get them digitized so that they can be downloaded easily. But go back to the point I made at the beginning, the, there are two parts to this program. One is getting these manuals into Western countries to help girls get more engaged in sport, um, but getting them into third, ostensibly third world countries, they are really empowering. They're almost seen as subversive literature in that if one of these manuals turns up in, say, Saudi Arabia, um, you know, daddy's going to say, hang on a second, you're, you're not having this. This is going to give you ideas above your station, my girl, or whatever you know, colloquialisms he might use. So you know, they're terribly empowering, particularly in a digitized format where we can charge 40 rupee um, and we can deliver them straight to a smart device 
in a context and format that you know, teenage girls will quite like. We also work with uh, an organization called Oreco and support their period tracking app, a uh, period tracking app called Fitter Women. Uh, again, from the menu, you can get a direct link to the Fitter Women app. It's a free app. Uh, it's a period tracking app. Uh, you put in the uh, start date of your period, roughly how long your period lasts, and it tells you what's happening to your body, what kind of training you should be avoiding. It tells you when you should be avoiding uh, lifting heavy weights because there are times of the month where girls and women should not lift heavy weights because their estrogen levels are so high. Yeah. How many coaches know that? And the, most, the loveliest thing, the loveliest thing is you talk to teenage girls who've used these, young, young teenage girls, pubescent girls, who've used the manuals and who've used the period tracking app, and they say, you ask them, what would you, is, it, is it any use? They say, absolutely. Why is, it, why is it so good? And they answer, because it's there. Because someone has thought about me and the things, the issues I have with my body, I can have a started a conversation uh, and, and think about issues, which then give me the confidence to know that my colleagues, my teammates, uh, and my parent, my mother, has suffered the same issues, and it gives me the confidence to go and talk about them to my coach, to my male coach. Uh, it's a it, 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 it's great conversation starter, both the manuals and the period tracking app, um, but they're hugely confidence-giving. They're hugely uh, ways of helping girls understand their bodies, not just to be better sportswomen, but to be stronger and more empowered women and take that confidence into everyday life. It's cracking. It's the loveliest project I've ever worked on. I can feel your enthusiasm. Yeah, it's Now, imagine if we have a coach or a parent who's listening to us today or somebody who's a member of a rowing club and thinks that maybe their junior section of the club or the coach of the junior section should know about this. Paul, what would you like them to do? Well, I think to start with, um, start with the um, FISA webpage. Uh, that's Google Go Romojo, uh, Ro uh, Google Romojo and FISA, and you'll get to the press release, which announces the relationship between World Rowing and the Women's Sports Network. Um, there's also a link on that page to a free copy, a downloadable copy of the of the uh, Romojo manual. Um, from our website, uh, which is women's, uh, wsnet.co.uk, uh, you can get to a page called Mojo Manuals, which tells you a little bit more about them. You can order hard copies, um, you can order digital copies, and uh, by the time we get to um, March the 1st, uh, in the lead up to International Women's Day, when we're launching both the football and the rowing versions football mojo and rowing mojo versions of mojo manuals um, they'll be downloadable from the website or by uh by kindle brilliant and what date is international women's day that's on march the 8th and uh, there's a, a, always a big movement around the world amongst our affiliates to do something on international women's day so um we, Put a, put a date in your diary, and the hashtag is uh, hash uh, IWD2019. Brilliant. Now, for coaches starting these conversations, particularly if the coach is not of the same sex of the athletes that they're coaching, 
can be difficult. And am I right, you're suggesting that they get a hold of these manuals and give it to their athletes to read as a conversation yes. starter? The ma manuals are written, um, there's channels through the manuals. They're targeted at um, athletes, at parents, and at coaches. So in the rowing version, um, as you ch channel through, there's a, a rainbow that the coaches can follow and they focus on the bits with the rainbow. There's a heart for parents to follow through and there's a star because these are all about how great your body is, how proud you should be of your body, how you should appreciate your body and, and make it work better before you start to become a, a, a stronger rower. Um, there's a lot in there around resistance training without weights. We don't. We try and focus on balls and bands. Lots of exercises to help improve movement on the slide, uh, movement through the propulsion phase, um, but all using bands and, and balls and destabilizing exercises. But so coaches, parents, and athletes can read these independently. So the the girls can flick through them quite quickly and pick up the high spots. Um, and then there are parts in the manuals where um, we suggest to coaches, for example, um, the sections on BOSU balls, the half um, uh, resistance balls and Swiss balls. And we say, why don't you have a discussion with your, your, your team, with your crew, to see how you can engage uh, a resistance ball in press-ups or planks or um, with a ball crunch. If instead of just doing a plank, do a plank with a ball. And, just look at ways that you can destabilize so you're strengthening your core rather than strengthening your primary muscles. Fantastic. Julia, is there anything else you'd like to add in? I just love to say that uh, it's amazing to see how girls have this type of material to work through. And I wish I had it when I was a teenager and I bet you wish you had one too because it's really, it's really important for us to understand our bodies and our minds and what's going through with, you know, even when you don't have the, the courage or the, the guts, you know, to ask someone. And it's really empowering because you can understand for yourself, not just going on Google or you, uh, doctors and physiotherapists and athletes telling you what's happening, what's going on. It's really important. And it's really important for girls everywhere, not just, you know, in the UK or in, you know, New Zealand or in Brazil and everywhere. It's really important. Well, I thank you both for your enormous efforts, your enthusiasm, and I wish you all the best for your launch in the lead up to International Women's Day. Julia Bellas, Paul Reynolds, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.